Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome in to the kickoff of the Valley Podcast covering your Arizona Cardinals. My name is Gunner. That is Tyler Vasquez. We will reminisce a bit more about the win last week against the Saints and then start to look ahead to the next game on Sunday at the Minnesota Vikings, which uh, you'll be boarding a plane and heading up to to Minnesota. Huh, Tyler? You know, I thought I was going to escape the heat and get in the cold, but it's been a little chilly here in the Valley over the last uh, day or two. So Yeah, it's uh, well, yesterday was like mid-70s. It's been the, uh, the chilliest day since March uh, is, uh, is what they were saying on, uh, I think it was, 12 news or something like that but uh, it's crazy to think about you know chilliest day since march i saw alex clancy who we had on the show uh, not too long ago probably a week or two ago and uh he had said arizona skipped right from summer to winter there was no fall and it's now beanie season and i think he's right man i walk outside it is a, a little cold uh, for my here, though, man and i, I enjoy I'm, it though hey man I, i'm an arizona native born yep. and raised and I don't like this. Give me 115 all day. But uh, oh, really, this, Nor- yeah, I, I thought like you natives that that are here your whole life. I mean, you you live for the rain. You live for days like this. Listen, I'm good at noon, noon, one o'clock. Sure. Uh-huh. Sign me up all day because then it's like in the 70s, 75, 80. You know, I'm good there. But when we're it's early morning or night and you're dropping into the 50s, I'm like, nope, nope, <laughs> not having it not having it so you so. do prefer 115 in the uh in august as opposed to hoodie weather as they call it you know in uh, november december when it's uh 60s and 70s you prefer the extreme heat huh well you know why i prefer the the extreme heat is because i can escape it i can just go inside and crank the ac on yeah. i just know when it's summertime i go straight from the house to the car straight to wherever i'm going into the ac i avoid outside uh, yeah. I don't know if you see this great physique of mine, Gunner, but you're not going to find me in many pools or or anywhere where okay. I'm going to have to worry about the heat too much. I know mm-hmm. you're probably a pool guy. I know you probably do some yeah. remotes at uh, at Gila, right? Gila has their great yeah. pools out there. Um, that's not me. That's not my 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 place. So when it comes to winter, the difference is is I turn the AC off and I'm cheap, so I don't want to put the heater on. And so I let the, you know, I let the window open. I'm going to get some natural cooling coming in. Then it gets to be too cold. And then I shut everything. And then it's all about layers. You got to layer up. Yeah. The wife gets really angry. She wants to put the heat on. And I tell her, uh, I put the little sign next to the, the thermostat that says uh, yes or no. 
Um, have you put a sweater right. on? Have you put sweatpants on? Have you put yeah. socks on? Uh, and, and that's that's kind of my routine. So it is the money saving the- time of year, man. The uh, the uh, the amount of money that we pay in uh, electric bills, you know, over the summertime, it's, it's time to yeah. save some money this time of year. That's yeah, right. I'm with you. I'm, with I'm you. pinching some pennies, and you got holidays <laughs> coming up. You know, expensive time of the year, right? Yeah. So you gotta pay for those flights to go see the Cardinals on the road, man. Exactly. Great. Oh, that sorry. is a that. Ladies and gentlemen, in the biz, that's called the most perfect segue right there. Getting yeah. back on the flight, that's Gunner being a radio uh, uh, Mr. Right. Perfect right there, right? I learned, that was something great. At, I learned something in 15 years of doing radio, man. There it is. There you go. There we go. Uh, but, yes, going back to that, getting on a flight. I'll be getting on a flight Saturday. I know a bunch of other Cardinal fans are heading to Minnesota. Tough challenge this weekend, right? I mean, they're playing – uh, the Vikings, who have a great offense, they're a great team all around. I mean, I mean they're not bad at all. I mean, they're going to be a challenge for this Cardinals team, one of the bigger challenges of the year so far. Um, but I think the Cardinals, the way they've played defensively this year, if they do what they've been doing against almost every team except for the Chiefs, if they do that, they'll be in the game, and it just comes down to, again, does the offense show up, which we say pretty much every episode that we do, will the offense show up? But we'll get to into a lot of that and more, uh, but we're going to go back to last game, a couple of fallout notes, and it feels like last game, Gunner, was like, I don't Forever know, it, ago. Like it was like a month ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. it was so long ago at this point, I, I don't but anyway, some of the fallout since last game, last Thursday, this episode dropping on a Wednesday, so literally almost a week ago, uh, Cliff Kingsbury had a press conference Monday, and you know one of the key nuggets was he said he's going to keep calling plays. I don't know what has warranted that after saying last week he, he would give up. Uh, right. He alluded to that he would be okay with giving up the play calling duties. I, so I don't yeah. know what's changed. It's not like that offense was amazing on Thursday night. I'm glad the team won, but it was really because of the defense that they got that win. So what do you and think? And I'm a little bummed out I didn't join you guys on the podcast or the post-game podcast. I, I just get up so dang early. So, you know, to try and uh, stay up after the game and, and jump on a podcast with y'all, uh, a little tough for me. But I was a little bummed out I wasn't able to point out on the day that they still don't have that offensive touchdown in the first quarter, which – I mean, who calls the plays in the first quarter? It's Kingsbury, right? They, they're all scripted. He watches video, uh, breaks down every game of his opponent, and and then scripts out the plays in the first quarter. And they still have yet to score that offensive touchdown. Yeah, they got three points, but they still have yet to get that offensive touchdown in the first quarter, which are all plays called by Cliff Kingsbury. So I'm with you on that. I don't, I don't understand why uh, he's opting to take the reins again. You know, in the next game after what you pointed oh, out, he's willing to give it up. A- Ultimately, it's it's not really he's opting to take that. You know, it, that decision is going to come from above if that if that happens, right? Like if they're going to make a change, it ain't coming from Cliff. It's not like Cliff's going to say, "Oh, hey guys, by the way, let's maybe we give yeah, well, we give someone else a, a try." Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> he said in the press conference that he would be willing to give it up, right? So but I mean, he, who would? Someone prodded it out of him, right? They asked him it, and then I, I think. I think that was coached, right? I feel like someone from above between. And I'll just cut I'll like cut. a PR person's like, this is how you handle no, no. situations. Uh, no, no, no. I think Michael Bidwell and Kime and him have had conversations and they said, hey, if we can't get this thing righted, we're going to have to look at making some sort of change, not yeah. necessarily letting you go, Cliff, but you know, maybe we start alluding to like this could be could be something. I don't know. That's just my speculation as a yeah. fan. I, I don't know. 
it just seemed very interesting that all of a sudden he would like, why would you throw yourself under that bus? Because now every right. single week, if the team struggles, guess what's going to come up? Hey, Cliff, you said you would stop calling plays. Yeah. So like, <laughs> well, I don't know why he would. I'm surprised not that big of a story though, man. I, 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 cause I mean, yeah, they won and that kind of dilutes the whole, you know, and well, that, that's it is that they the won. They would have lost. This, this yeah. would be gas on fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would, yeah. But I mean, the, 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 the win, uh, distorted everybody's memory of what was happening in the first quarter, which is just the three points. There's still no offensive touchdown. So yeah, the wins kind of diluting people's memory of that. But I mean, I am here to bring it back up. And remind everybody that there's still not a, an offensive touchdown in the first quarter, which are all plays scripted by Cliff Kingsbury. So well, that's because you're hashtag fire Cliff. I, I am. Mean, I am totally. I'm, I'm, I'm conductor on that. Saw, train, man. Did, did you see there was a bunch of Cardinal fans rocking? And then when I say a bunch, I'm like, you know, 15, 20 rocking yeah. hashtag fire Cliff shirts at the stadium. I think you've started yeah. something. Yeah, I was. Uh, I paid. They, I charged 50 bucks a shirt. So I mean, oh, good dude, I, yeah. I did see some for 25. So oh, I think you, uh, I think you're getting undercut right now. Copyright infringement, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, Hey, I know some lawyers. Okay. We can take care of that. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Now, things I want to touch about on last game real quick before we bring in our guests this week. Uh, coming up, Blake Allen Murphy from the Revenge of the Birds podcast. So we'll bring him in here in a moment, but before we do, uh, Gunnar, what I want to bring up is something that I've been critical as we talk about Cliff. I've been critical on how he uses his talented players, his, his wide receivers like DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown. We've had the comparisons of their, their route tree, right? Like where when when their numbers called, when they're running down the field, where where are all those plays happening at? And. It, it's been interesting that Hollywood and Hopkins over the past year between Hollywood this year and, and Hopkins last year, uh, there was a lot of people pointing to that Cliff is not very creative for being a offensive guru. Uh, he does not move the guys around. They usually stay on one side of, of the field and, and rarely cut across the other side. And, you know, when you're moving, moving around the field, you're you're looking for mismatches. You're trying to create confusion for the defense. When you have them on the same side of the field, I mean, at that point, the defense can be a little lazy and know that, hey, we're going to put our best guy on that side and you just stay with with Hopkins. When you start creating that confusion, um, that leads to some success. You would think a, a more sophisticated offense, which you would hope ours would be, being with who we have as head coach, that just hasn't been the case. But the positives coming out of the Saints game, Gunner, and I know you saw this as well because we talked about it yep. off, off air on the pre-show or before the show started. Um, Hopkins route tree, it was great to see that, one, 
not only did he, he played 27 plays in the slot. That's 17 more than he's ever played as an Arizona Cardinal. So clearly that's by design. They're, they're moving hop on how they're going to use him. But also he was on both sides of the field. You know, it was pretty even. It looked like Uh, his plays were easily, you know, both, both uh, same amount on the left, same amount on the right. It looked like. So, I think of Larry Fitzgerald as Larry Fitzgerald got a little bit older and not that hop is old, old, but he is on the other side of 30 here. When you get to this point, you know, Larry Fitzgerald did this where, where Bruce Arians felt to maximize fits. He needed to move him into that slot, uh, create better matchups, create, you know, get the ball in his hand. You see this with hop. I mean, it works. Hop had a bunch of catches at a bunch of targets. He really carried that offense uh, on, on Thursday night and going forward, I'm assuming that's going to be the game plan. So it'll be interesting to see. But kudos to the Cardinals and and Cliff for actually uh, using someone in a, in a productive way. I know we bash him a lot. But what do you think about that, Gunner? as much as you're uh, anti-Cliff? Uh, I do like to see it, you know, spread out like it was. It was, uh, you know, 10 receptions for 103 yards uh, DeAndre Hopkins did. But I mean, we, we, we brought up this, uh, this whole next-gen stats with Hollywood Brown. It, it was Hollywood, right? It was like yeah, it was, was yeah, the game of the season. Yeah. He was yeah. all on one side of the field. Didn't work. So now well, it, it you was know, the same thing last year with Hop. I mean, that was when we looked at the stats. It was he did the same exact thing with Hopkins. So you look at uh, the run routes. He's on uh, both sides of uh, the quarterback, and he's running, you know, a good number of routes. And look what happened when uh, when Kyler Murray runs too. I mean, so you you, you add Kyler getting those rushing yards. You add you, you spread out your receivers in different spots on either side and. I mean, it works for you. I mean, the, the evidence of it last Thursday. Yeah, um, exactly. And and so, and but this is what you expect from Cliff. So hopefully this continues. And and the reason yeah. I say hopefully it continues is because the Vikings, I saw this stat on Twitter the other day, they're they're not they're dead last in the league against the slot. So what wide receivers in the slot, they're dead last. So defending that. So d- when you look towards this weekend and you want to get hop fed. It's not like many defenders can stop DeAndre Hopkins, but the fact that you're playing the worst team in the league in that position, you would hope uh, that Hop is going to explode this weekend. So if you've got him on your fantasy lineup, tee him up because yeah. uh, it should 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 be a productive I day think, Sunday. Now that I, I say that, that uh, I'm going I'm to jinx him, Gunner. I know you probably will because I mean I was thinking as you were saying that I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins. You know I'm going to get that prop down with right? a, yeah on the over on the receiving yards and also two plus touchdowns. You know, yep. I mean, yep. odds of that on a little parlay. I mean, you, you'll pay out pretty well. But I mean, he didn't get his touchdown last week on Thursday, which I'm sure he's itching to get that first touchdown being back. And this may be it coming up on Sunday against the Vikings. Yeah, no. Uh, well, and we'll see. And, and obviously, we're going to talk more about the Vikings on Friday when we go behind enemy lines and take a deep dive. That's our preview show for the game this Sunday. One other note I want to talk about on the Saints that I just found interesting, and and I I think I said it on the post-game show. I was like, I'm pretty sure we beat Andy Dalton like every year. Uh, well, that's the case. We've actually, the Cardinals have beaten Andy Dalton the last four years with four different teams. How crazy is that, Gunner? 2022 with the Saints, 2021 with the Bears, which I was actually at that game in Chicago. 2020, or 2020 in Dallas, I was there at that game as well. And uh, and then 2019 and Cincinnati was not there in Cincinnati, but um, I remember the game in Dallas and and uh, Hassan Reddick at the time went crazy with Sac City. We talked about it a couple of days ago uh, when we were previewing Philly. Uh, the Bears game, 
the Cardinals just destroyed the Bears that game. So um, Andy Dalton just next year clearly is not going to want to play the Arizona Cardinals because it's uh, not looking good for him every time he does. So, oh, but I mean, he did. I mean, aside from the interceptions, I mean, Dalton did pretty good. 361 yards. I yeah, mean, that's that, great. That's good. Yeah. Other than the picks, yeah, the pick sixes. I mean, that kind of uh, that kind of negates <laughs> well, how great those stats are. But yeah, you look at the final scores, forty-two to thirty-four. You know, and I'm, you know, those two picks definitely helped the Cardinals. It was they were exciting to watch. Defense doing their job. You know, let's take away those defensive touchdowns, though. You know, where uh, it's it's uh, what thirteen. There's one field goal that was missed. That's thirteen points, right? Yeah, uh, so that that's a point that that's a point that um, Jake Arians, Bruce Arians' son and agent and yeah. former kicker in the NFL, uh, he filled in for you on Sunday or sorry on Thursday um, because your your bedtime comes quick on Thursday nights like we uh, just yeah. talked about earlier. Um, so he he did a he was awesome on the show. He filled in great. If you haven't listened to that episode, I go back and listen to it. His insight just being around the game as long as he has is 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 really good i mean so i'd go back and listen to that episode especially because it's coming off of a win so uh people love that we did get into the cliff kyler uh back and forth um uh but he he just alluded to the point you just made i mean that that was he got right into that so um is he on, is he on the fire cliff bandwagon or I, I didn't i didn't have a chance to listen to that episode yet he he wasn't necessarily on the fire cliff but he did say it's a problem that like cliff has to have control and he clearly doesn't so there's definitely going to be some sort of divide in the locker room at this point he's like i I got news news for everyone at this point there is tension in that locker room from both sides like the defense is probably not list they're probably having some animosity towards the offense um there's players that probably don't like the treatment that kyler's getting so he he said you know being a guy that's been around locker rooms and head coaches he's one to know so um, yeah. So I don't know yeah, if he was on the fire cliff, but he, he definitely was on the things need to change and quick. Yeah. You take the you get rid of those two pick sixes, man. We would have lost by one or two points, you know? So oh, and that's where I was, I, I, I totally forgot my point, yeah. but that's where he was going. He said, yeah. you take away those pick sixes, the Cardinals <laughs> lose because yeah. his offense yeah. isn't any good. Yeah. And so that's what you got to hope they correct. But, it, so. but again, yeah, the victory kind of dilutes, you know, that, that, well, whole, and that's uh, it. it covers it up, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it totally gets people to forget. I actually tweeted that out. I said, I know everyone's feeling good about this, and I don't want to be a negative Nancy, but our offense is still broken, and they've done nothing to help win this game. <laughs>